Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. We're going to dive into the world of websites today with Mr. James Hipkin. He has been doing this business for a while. Um, he, Before I hit record, he actually just said, I've been in the agency business for 40 years, but since 2010, he has built his clients' businesses with digital marketing. And James is passionate about websites and helping the rest of us understand this whole online marketing thing. Um, no jargon here. And I has a basic common sense approach. And we're going to learn all the ins and outs of digital marketing in ways that really make sense. So James, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Katie, it's my pleasure. I'm really happy to be here and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Well, and James, you and I actually met. Uh, we both were speaking on an event together uh, for for Josh Elledge, and we got connected in one of like the the pre speaker meetups, and got to kind of learn a little bit about each other and what we both do. And that message, you know, continued over on LinkedIn. And then before we knew it, mm -hmm. we were having a Zoom call. And then I was like, okay, well, I got to bring you on the podcast. So I'm really <laughs> excited for you to share some of your insights into getting more website visitors. Um, and I think that the, the website, like we've, we talked about on our, our pre-call, it's such an important part of your business. And I like to kind of go back to this, this video that surfaced uh, a few months ago. And it was David Letterman sitting down with Bill Gates saying, so wait a second here, you're telling me that everyone's going to have a website. Well, that seems silly. Why would I want to why would I want to buy anything online when I could just go to the store and buy it? And he even goes as far David Letterman goes as far as to say, "Well, so you're saying that I could listen to the baseball game online and and Bill Gates gets all excited and he's like, "Yeah, actually you're going to be able to listen to to the to the to the game live as it's happening. You can communicate with other fans that are listening and David Letterman interrupts him and says, well, isn't there something like that already today? It's it's called the radio. And I bring up this story here, James, because that is how a lot of businesses were thinking about the Internet. They were thinking about websites. Well, that seems silly. And so for a lot of businesses, they didn't jump into the website game. Now, does your business even exist if you don't have a website? Right. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> and you've raised a really val valid and important point because even businesses who have a website, a lot of them suffer from what I call checkboxism. Yes. You know, they've got a list of things they're supposed to do as a business owner, and having a website is one of them. So they call up their nephew, and their nephew builds them a website. Check that box. And the box is checked and I have a website and my goodness, aren't I awesome? 
<laughs> and sorry, <laughs> the website is the most valuable digital asset that you own. And in this digital age, it is the hub of your digital marketing system. Even when you have a brick and mortar presence, the website is still your hub because people will go to the website to get your address. They'll go to your website to understand your hours. They're going to go to the website first. And having a website that actually engages your best customers is a vitally important part of your business strategy. It is not checkboxism. And, and is, you bring up a great it's point. It's super important. You, you bring up a great point here, James, because I think that's it's with websites, with social media also, oh, my, my nephew can build it for us. Oh, I just went ahead and designed it and, um, it, you know, through, through, through GoDaddy or through Wix or something like that. And it almost, I feel like a lot of business owners, they set it up and they're like, okay, check that box, moving on. And they, they never come back to it really exactly. to, to make sure that it's optimized and it's working and it's really being utilized to its full potential. Right. And I mean, think about it. If you're, if you've heard about somebody's business through referral and the referral could be a friend tells a friend or a referral could be social media, they saw organic posts, they saw information, you know, networking, however, they get to your website based on this referral. They're looking for confirmation that you are a valid choice for them. And if your website looks like it was built 10 years ago and looks like it hasn't been maintained in the last three years, their question, suddenly they're thinking, huh, I wonder if these people are still in business. Yes. Right? And you don't see any of that as a business owner. You can't see the null set. You can't see the people who went to the website, didn't find what they were looking for, and left. So that is a very, the website is a very dynamic thing. It is the hub of your digital marketing, the social media things that you're doing, email marketing, paid advertising, these are all spokes. And then your messaging and content strategy is the other thing that you own. And that's the rim that holds it all together. So you can own your website. You can rent land on social media to get the message out, and then you can own your content and messaging strategy, which leads to your USP. But mm -hmm. all of these things need to be integrated because digital marketing tactics in isolation are expensive noise. The power comes from the connections. Just like the power comes from the connection between the consumer and your brand, inside digital marketing, the power comes from the connection where the piece parts are connected together in a sensible, logical, and practical way. So one of the things that I think a lot of business owners might not necessarily be thinking about when they create their website is, is it mobile friendly? Now, I'd love mm -hmm. it if you kind of dove into, you know, the benefits of making sure that you have a website that is effectively set up for desktop, but for mobile right. as well. Exactly right. And that I'll give you a good tangible example of that. I see this all the time. People on a desktop screen, they've proudly put their phone number on the website. Okay. <laughs> Very hard to make a phone call from a desktop computer. It's not impossible, but most people can't do it. And a 
properly designed and built website, if it is mobile responsive, you can change the menu. You can have a different menu for a mobile device versus a, the menu you have for desktop. So in the desktop, don't, don't waste real estate putting up a phone number that nobody's going to use. But on the mobile menu, place that phone number right up there on the top of the menu, front and center, because on a mobile device, they can just click that link and it will phone. Yeah. It will phone the business. Yeah. Well, and I think that too, even with having these websites that are optimized for mobile, there's been plenty of times where I've gone through the Google, been like, okay, click. And that takes forever to load. Mm -hmm. I, and and yep. I think that with that, just kind of explain that to us really quickly about sure. how, making sure that your website is optimized to load quickly. Right. And that's when I talk about the six ways to engage a website visitor in six seconds or less. The first way is page load speed. And that surprises people. And I, But the reality is the six seconds starts when the page is being asked for, not when the page has loaded. And if you're taking four and a half seconds for that page to load, you've used up a lot of time. But even more important than that, page load speed is a trust event. If the page loads really quickly, huh, you know, the instinct is, well, this is a professional operation. If it takes a long time to load, you, suddenly they're thinking about stuff you don't want them thinking about. So page load speed is a trust event. Reinforce that they're in the right place. Your logo should be clear, but it should also be what people are looking for. I often ask business owners, so how do people find you? Do they find you because of this exotic, fancy name that you're using, or do they find you because of your name? And I'll get kind of a sheepish look, and well, I think they probably are looking for my name. Well, so they arrive on your website. Where is your name? Mine? Nowhere to be found. No, oh, oh I, I was like, oh, mine? I, I don't know. Uh, so so <laughs> mine's at the very center at the top. Is yeah, that, in the, is that right. the right spot? And, and, you, and you're, bang, you are in the right place. Okay. Phew. <laughs> but, but I passed the business, test. <laughs> a lot of businesses don't do that. They don't think about it from that outside-in perspective. What is the visitor to the website looking for? And what's the journey that they're on? What's the thought process they're going through? And how does the website support this journey? Well, James, I think that too, you know, so having your look, having your business name or your logo front and center so people know where they are, that they they clicked the right link because I'm sure we've right. all done that where we've searched something on Google, tapped it, and I was like, wait a second, this is what I thought. And then they go back. So making right. sure that you have your your business name front and center. But I want to circle back to this whole load time thing mm -hmm. for your website. So I did a little research on you and I in the, you know some of the stuff that you've done, James, you bring out the point that us human beings, man, we are pretty darn impatient. And mm -hmm. on social media, it's the same way. You know, I think that you used to have uh, 10 seconds to hook someone and then it was three. And now it's like 1.3 seconds on social media to get somebody to stop their scroll. So it's we're getting faster and faster here. And 
you put it really, I don't know if I should say nicely, but you said, you said goldfish are famously known for having an attention span of nine seconds. Um, the fact that a goldfish has more attention, has a longer attention span than us humans, that's kind of embarrassing that we, <laughs> we don't even have the attention span of a goldfish anymore. So ensuring that you can get people to stay on your website and want to continue navigating your website in six seconds or less, that's, that's pretty darn fast that some, you have got to show you are the person that they were looking for. They want to do business with you and they want to learn more about you. And let, and let me give you, so the, the way you do that is not by shouting at them. You do that by showing empathy to their problem. Don't lead with your solution. Lead with their problem. Because people want to be reinforced. Yes. And I'm on a journey. I'm trying to figure something out. I'm trying to find a solution to a problem that I have. And if that big old headline at the top of the website calls out my problem, are you struggling with dot, 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 right? Yes. Um, is something stopping your business from growing? You know, things like lead with that problem, maybe even agitate the problem. Are you worried about, you know, the legal consequences? Then present your solution. Exactly. And, and the, way, the way you put it, you know, with what, what I've read on you, you know, you're a call to an irresistible call to action is going to do nothing if they're not even staying around long enough right. to encounter your differentiator. What makes right. them want to do business with your business what, or exactly. with you? Yep. Let's talk about the call to action for just a second. That's a word I am, um, I'm, I'm on my little soapbox here. I'd like people to stop saying call to action. <laughs> and the reason for that is call to action is inside out marketing. Call to action is what you as a marketer want them to do. And this mindset shift is important. What I want you to start thinking about is I now I need to introduce pathways for my best customers. Effectively, it's the same thing. But that shift in mindset from call to action, you need to do this, to here's a pathway you can follow to find more information that is very specific to your needs. You know, for example, uh, I've done a bunch of coaching and websites for uh, public speakers. And typically a public speaker, I'll, one specific example, she is a paid keynote speaker. People hire her, pay her a lot of money to stand up on a stage and entertain corporate gatherings and that sort of thing. But when, when I really dug into it, she has three audiences. She has the event organizers who are hiring her as a paid keynote. She has corporate HR directors who are hiring her to come into the corporation to teach the executives how to be better communicators. And she has mostly female executives who found themselves rising in the ranks and suddenly they're on stages and they don't know what to do. It's all public speaking, 
but very distinct target audiences that are very different from each other and have very different needs. So we created pathways for those three audiences. And when your audience selects a pathway, clicks the call to action, selects the pathway, they're telling you two very important things. They're telling you who they are, Mm -hmm. and they're giving you permission to give them more information. And now a quick break to hear from some of our sponsors. Are you ready to feel expansive, be bold, and live more abundantly as an elite master coach? The Abundance Now Summit is a three-day global event hosted by elite and master coaches from around the world. With inspiring talks, panels, workshops, and more, this summit will equip you with the tools you need to turbocharge your business. On day one, you'll discover science and psychology behind the abundant living so that you can know what's going on in your brain, mind, and body when you choose to level up. On day two, you'll learn powerful and new coaching techniques you can use to create abundant breakthroughs in your clients' lives. And finally, on day three, you'll apply practical strategies that will help you land clients, get visible, and build your seven-figure coaching practice. Register now at AbundanceNowSummit.com. Now, let's get back to today's episode. And it's true. So for for my business and what we do here at at Next Step Social, we offer done-for-you social media, blog writing, email campaigns. And then we also offer coaching with yours truly. So I sit down, I do train the team sessions or offer one-on-one coaching. So I mean, there's two different offers, but for me, I'm not able to make that differentiator until somebody gets on my books and I can see right. what type of answers that they that they give me. But it it leads me into a different type of conversation. And the last thing you want to try to do is exactly with what you were saying here, James, is try to pitch somebody uh, for an offer that they're not interested in. Exactly. Right? But if they if you offer them up the pathway. Exactly. And they select that pathway, when they contact you from the contact device yep. on that sub page, you can differentiate where this person's come from so you know how to respond to them. And the other, my other soapbox is I want people to remove sales call from their lexicon. What would you what would you like it to be instead of sales call? I don't have it a sales call on my page. Now I want to see what I have. But what what is you, <laughs> now I know it's not sales call, but I think it's just okay. says contact. Again, it's 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 uh I'm trying to shift mindset here. Nobody wants to be sold. No. But if you change the words you use from sales call to enrollment conversation, that's enrollment conversation is very supportive. It's very outside in. It's a logical next step in the pathway that somebody is on versus a sales call, which again is inside out. It's what the marketer wants to do to you. And yeah. that's that doesn't make for good relationships. It doesn't make for a the whole business relationship gets off on the wrong foot. Effectively, they're the same things. Yeah. But that shift, those changes in words, change your mindset and start to have you thinking about this activity in a different way. 
Well, I need to make two sub pages now for my calls. Um, mine does say let's work together. And then, then when they click it, it says submit your application. But obviously, semantics are a huge part of what you need to have on your website because certain words are going to trigger certain emo emotions and certain actions from people who are look looking for a certain outcome. So we've already talked about right. making sure that your website is running quickly. Uh, you only got six seconds to keep them there. Uh, we also want to make sure that we have the logo in the right place up at the top of the website so that when they, when people come to you from Google, they know that they are in the right spot. What is your third tip here? Give them a benefit-oriented reason to stay is the third thing, which we, we talked about already in terms mm -hmm. of leading with the problem that they have versus your solution. Um, reasons to believe, build trust. That can be through, you know, brand. If, you've, if you're working with high-profile brands, put those brands up there. You don't have to write the great American novel. Just put the brands up there, and that leaves an impression of, okay, these people are credible. Five-star reviews are really effective for this. Testimonials are really effective for this. Mm -hmm. But testimonials, for example, I see this all the time, the carousel with eight or nine testimonials in it. That's a waste of digital real estate. Yeah. One testimonial or maybe two powerful testimonials that really support the journey that the visitor is on on that page. I'd rather take the 12 testimonials, break them up and spread them all throughout the website, targeting them very specifically. If you have a testimonial from a customer who's who's on a specific pathway, put that testimonial on the pathway landing page. You don't need to put it on the homepage. So you can often take testimonials that are long, multi-sentence testimonials, and break them up into pieces. Use them in different ways. So that reasons to believe is very important. And then the net last thing is make the page easy to consume. Use and be very sensitive to visual hierarchy so people instantly know where their eye is supposed to go next without having to think about it. Consider that people scan. Long line lengths on a web page are very hard to read. Newspapers are done in columns for a reason. <laughs> it's true. And, and I, I find myself skimming pages because right. I'm like, ugh, this is a lot to read here. You want to make right. it simple. to, and, and this is one of the things, too, that I've, I've implemented with social media is I want to make sure that the keywords that my ideal client or customer want uh, that are looking for are skimmable. Because yes. if they're skimming it, because I mean, let's be real, majority of people, when you go to a website, they're not sitting down and like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and read all of this. They're right. trying to get there and be like, all right, is this the person for me? I always want to make sure until right. they see those keywords that they're like, wait a second, did they just say Denver-based business owner? Did they just say, you know, did they just yeah. say me? That's me. Right. What are, why That's are they right. saying me? I'm going to stop right. and I want to actually read and then this. Make, the, make their pathway clear. Because as I said before, when, when they click through on a pathway, the homepage is not where you make the major sale. The homepage is where you're supporting their journey. They choose a pathway. They've given you permission to tell them more. So where you want, where you can start to use long copy is on the, those landing pages, because at that point, you know who it is that's there 
why they're there, and they've given you permission to give them more information. You still need to make the page easy to consume. You know, contrast is super important. You know, white type on top of a, a, an image background, extremely hard to read. Don't yeah. make things hard. Tiny, designers love to use tiny fonts. Don't use tiny fonts. Make it easy for people to get the information that they need to support their journey so that they can contact you and you're, you're just a logical next step in their journey versus, I guess I got to call this person and they're going to sell me something. Exactly. And I, I think that with all of this, it, we've given people a lot of great tips on how to make sure that we have a website that's been given the love and attention that it deserves, really. It's one of those things where I think that we we do have that set it and forget it mentality. We do have that, mm -hmm. all right, it's up. Come on in, clients and customers. Do business with mm -hmm. me. I'm on the Google yeah. now. But there's right. so many little things that we need to pay attention to if we want it to actually generate leads for us. Right. One of the things that ha often happens is, you know, businesses evolve. You, you're going to, as your business progresses and as your business grows and, and as it evolves, and, and you're going to get a much better understanding of who your best customers are and how you support them. Mm -hmm. What often happens, though, checkboxism, the website was made three years ago and it reflected what you thought then. It doesn't reflect what you know now. How often do you recommend people go in and kind of check their website, give it those updates? I would say every six months at least. Yeah. Maybe once and a quarter. And if you're, if you're, if social, if organic search is important to you, then you need to be, you know, creating new content and refreshing your content, you know, on a frequent basis, weekly, yeah. biweekly you know, to, to get additional so that Google is constantly being invited. You know, there's, there's some simple things that can be done. This is not technical or difficult. There's a, Google has a free service called search console. And when you create a new blog post or you create a new page on your website, you can go to Google and you can submit that page and say, please come back and crawl this page right now. And guess what? They will. It, and James, I, that's such a good point. And I, I know it was at the end of the episode, so I feel like it's like a, one that I want to hit home. Because with what you just said, like I publish the podcast uh, to the website every week. I publish a blog to the website every week. Am I going in and really updating, you know, the about us section or the homepage? No. But by having that, that blog content, that podcast content, and I'm consistently showing up and adding more content to the website, mm -hmm. hopefully it's increasing me in the search rankings of Google. But with what you just shared on that Google search console, I think a lot of people are just, that might be something that they haven't thought about before. Because yeah, right. you can go ahead and publish all this content, but if Google doesn't even know that you're doing it, is it worthwhile? Is it worth the time? Right. And is Google would be thrilled effort? if you would tell them. Because if you, if you read, I mean, Google has two businesses. There's the search business and then there's the paid 
Google AdWords. They're separate businesses. The Google search world, their mission is to make information, valuable information on the internet available to their searchers. It actually says that in their corporate statements. Pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And so they make it easy for you to tell them that you've added new information to your website and they will come back and they will crawl that information. They're not going to guarantee you that it's going to rank, but you know, you over time with you know carefully monitoring what's going on, it's the it's the classic water of the flowers and prune the weeds. When you get content that's working, do more content like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, James, this has but been an awesome conversation. But you can't awesome know if, if it's working unless you're looking. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and this is where if you have someone, an admin, an assistant, you can you know, outsource this type of service, it should be done because otherwise you're missing out on an opportunity. And mm-hmm. is it even worth the time and effort, the money, the you know, expense? of creating fresh content every week if it's not even being searched. There's so many little things that you can do to make sure that your website is optimized, it is working for you. These are just, these are six great tips. Thank you so much for joining us, James. Where where can people learn more about you and do business with you? Well, the best thing they could do is let's start with a conversation about your website. And if you go to sixsecondsorless.com, you can book a free website audit with me. We'll get on a call. I'll talk to you about your target audience. I'll talk to you about their journey that they're on. We'll dive into that. And then we'll look at your website relative to the six ways to engage a website visitor in six seconds or less. And coming out of that audit, there's audit. There's always a lot of valuable insights, things that you can apply today. Um, and if it makes sense for you to come to us and help us make your website really work hard for you, be happy to have that conversation too. But let's start with sixsecondsorless.com for a website audit. And let's talk about where you are today. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining me on the show today. And looking forward to uh, to seeing what else you have to share from the event that we're speaking at together and seeing more of you over on LinkedIn. So be sure to connect with James there as well. James, thanks again. My pleasure, Katie. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.